a podcast to honor the gods. This better come with a sacrifice. Dave's X Media. I'm Christina Kahn. And I'm Leela Hilton. And this is Burn Before Reading. The podcast, once again, about shitty, shitty literature, a.k.a. shitterature. We're here to examine the terrible writing we did when we were younger. And talk about other cringy literary topics along the way. guest today is Mary Clay, host of Skywalk Before You Run. Mm, mm, mm. Say hello to the listeners, Mary Clay. Hello, everyone. Tis I, the person who doesn't know anything, who is learning things. <laughs> hey, at least you're learning, you know, you're open to gaining mm-hmm. new lo- new knowledge into, you know, decades old I'd argue the most useless knowledge. <laughs> yeah. For those who don't know, Mary Clay is a dear friend of the pod, like a like an IRL friend. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She is the host of the legendary Lord of the Rings podcast. That's what I'm talking about. And um, the new Skywalk Before You Run Star Wars podcast. Mary Clay, tell the people about your new show. Woo! Oh, my gosh. It's a long time coming. Uh, yeah, by the time this episode is out, there should be at least one episode of Skywalk Before You Run out. So you Hell can yeah. find that find that wherever podcasts are sold. But like I started seriously. Oh, and I'm in that episode. Huh? And I'm in that episode. Yes, you are in the Yes, you are in the very first. I'm honored, uh, uh, by the yes, way. Yeah, yeah. And our other dear friend Josh as well. And it was literally like a year ago that I started seriously considering, okay, I think it's time to start the next thing after that's what I'm talking about. For people who, like, this is the first time you've ever heard me. I don't understand how you got here and how, but... Whoa, but. <laughs> we have organic new listens every week, Mary Clay. <gasps> that's so exciting! Man, what a terrible <laughs> thing to hear me for the first time ever on. Not th- not this podcast. I just mean like... <laughs> wow. I mean like what... I I'm about to what I'm about to uncover about myself, you know, that's what I mean. That's what I'm referring All to. Right. And I, anyway, wow, bitch, I'm really kicking this uh, off. I really do genuinely love this podcast. I hate what you. I'm about to do to myself we, on this podcast. We love it too. We love you. We're glad that you're here. And everyone, please go check out Skywalk before you run. Um, if you if you <laughs> yes. love Star Wars or if you have never experienced Star Wars, yes, it'll be the a premise good ride. is that I have never experienced Star Wars. I know very, very little about Star Wars. And I'm watching it all in release order because that's everyone's first question. I'm watching the movies <laughs> for the first time. And then uh, anything else will go from there. All right. Mary Clay, what is the cringiest thing that has happened to you this week? Oh, I- I've had about 12 cringy things like just today. Today, I know. Oh, man. It's been, yeah, it's been a woo, wild ride. Um. Okay, so I think the cringiest moment came during uh, my dear friend's wedding this past weekend. It had nothing to do like with the wedding or anything, um, but so there was a um, gregarious, uh, extroverted 
uncle, I believe, was the relation um, who he was kind of like going or no one could really get a vibe on him. He was like talking to my friends that he had never met before in his life being like, oh, like your hair looks different from the last time I saw you. And they're like, we've never met. Uh, Mm. Okay, like just no one knowing how to quite deal with everything. And then there was a moment where we... I like we were crossing paths and I like accidentally bumped into him and it was like it was later in the night everyone was kind of dancing I was a little you know I was a little drunk at that point so I kind of held my hands up like oh I'm sorry and then kept walking away and then he grabbed my hand no and kissed it Ah! (gasps) a stranger yes stranger danger no. And I just I'm kind so of sorry. laughed and waved at him and kept walking yeah, and what didn't do you do? quite register what happened. And then someone brought it up at breakfast the next morning and was like, yeah, that was weird, wasn't it? And I was like, now that now that I think back on it, yes. It's hard when you've been drinking yeah. and when you're like when you're somewhere where like you have a lot of friends, you know, it's and like you don't want to be a problem, but it's like, don't fucking touch me yeah just don't touch me you it know? was it was definitely just like a it was like a older generation i'm sure type thing to do and i Yo, was just uncle, like unsure how terrible. to react they really uncles are. are the worst yeah just be better so, yeah. you know uncles i know you think so you're if like either the fun if one. either of the uh couple are listening to this episode more <laughs> than I, I won't i won't name i i, I don't want to it was a delightful time I except don't want to make you, except for that interaction. <laughs> and that was not under your control. Mike and Amanda, your aware. wedding sucked. <laughs> Lilo, what's the cringiest thing that happened to you this week? Bitch, you already know. The cringiest oh. thing that's happened to me this week um, was when I hit the curb so hard and fast that I f- broke my car, um, sort of. So like <laughs> I'm It's like pending how broken it. No, it we figured right? it out today. What happened was oh. my wheel on my front right completely broke. It just like was got so tinted it was like non-functional anymore. So and you know, I pancaked my tire, obviously. And I put I we got a dummy on the car and then I Drove home and that was fine, just very slowly on not highways. And then I got up and tried to drive to work the next day. And every light, like more lights than I even knew were possible, came on my car. Lots of horrifying and scary, ominous. It's horrible when the car does the like (laughs) red alert. Yeah, and it was the type of beep that doesn't stop when you put on your seatbelt. You know what I mean? It just keeps going. <laughs> it's like, do not drive. <laughs> Please stop, you dumb bitch. Yeah. Do not drive. <laughs> and I was like, well, let's just see if I can make it there. Um, and I got out of my neighborhood onto the main road, and then my car just immediately like went into strike and just like turned off. It turned on to park mode um, oh. in the, oh. on a main road. And I was like, oh, well, you know, maybe not now. And um, I was able to force it onto drive and, like, coast over to the side of the road and then turn it off. And I couldn't keep driving it. And I was like, I don't know what happened. Maybe I damaged something. It's a hybrid car. So I was like, maybe I damaged something 
electronical. I, I don't fucking know. Oh my God. So um, I had it looked at, and after all of the drama, they were like, no, actually, you just, like, really fucked up the wheel, and your car was trying to tell you not to drive on the wheel. <laughs> so Listen to your car. Literally. Well, except for me, because my tire pressure light is broken, but I manually um, that, And except so for me, who... Uh, yeah has had the check engine light on the entire time I've owned Listen this car. To your car. Well, sometimes what it's trying to say is, hey, bitch, your check engine light is broken. Actually, I'm pretty sure that's exactly what we went to, like, find out within, like, the first week of me owning it. And we went to, they, you know, they, like, run a test. They can, like, plug your car to a computer and they, like, test it. And they're like, well, it's either this whole part that needs to be replaced or the sensor for this needs to be replaced. And you're like, and, and oh, we're like, horrible. Well, we're just going to assume it's the sensor. Yeah, because the manual has to cover all its bases. It can't be like your engine's fucked up and then it, and then have it be the light and like get in trouble. So it's like it's the engine or the light. Only a true professional can tell you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, Tina. What's the cringiest thing that's happened to you this week? The first, the this might not be the cringiest, but it's definitely wearing on me right now. Um, about twenty minutes ago, I had cooked um dinner for my husband Sean because I enjoy cooking, so I do a lot of it. And he was actually going to help Haley, whose um, washing machine is broken. And he was like walking out the door, and I was like, "I'll put dinner away because I have a couple minutes to kill before my podcast recording." And I heard him say, "I heard him say, okay," and I said. Uh, I said, say thank you. And he he's very gentle voice. And he said, I I just said thank you. <laughs> Bitch, you didn't say thank you. But his voice is so quiet that I just heard like, hey. Oh. <laughs> um, so that was really embarrassing. And that sucks <laughs> because I do want him to continue saying thank you. <laughs> Wow, you really discouraged him, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. So that's me. (laughs) We're doing great, ladies. We're doing great. (laughs) (laughs) All right, MC, what have you brought us today? Oh, my God. I don't know why. I don't know why. Um, I have brought you... um, This is, I believe, something that I wrote... Um, I can get more into like the the circumstances in which I wrote it later on, mm-hmm. but I believe this was when either the sixth or the seventh grade was written by me. It is oh, in yeah. Comic Sans font. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, to, um, and we're looking right now at a computer scan of the printed stapled version yes. of this. I printed it out because I wrote it on my middle school laptop. And at the end of the year, they, you know, take your laptops. Oh, yeah. And I wasn't sure. Uh, I think this was might have been before I knew what a flash drive was, you know. So I printed out everything I had written thus far. And throughout the summer, also, I think at camp, uh, I made edits to it. So um, by hand. Yeah. yeah. Hand edits. Um, at the top, it says my book and then parentheses so far uh and then i scratched all that out (laughs) uh more can describe more of that later and then um this is chapter one oh my god oh here we are here we are you got this this is awful 
<clears throat> okay. <clears throat> oh my God. Okay. Chapter one. Peter, Jonathan, and Samuel were headed out the door towards the old schoolhouse on a cool autumn day. In Bruticia, <laughs> girls aren't allowed to go to school. Spelled incorrectly. Catherine, Elizabeth, and myself must stay home and do the chores of sweeping, laundry, dishes, and at the end of the day, Mama gives us a prayer lesson. <laughs> Elizabeth isn't really old enough to do the chores, but she mainly helps out Mama. It is upsetting to see my brothers leave every morning with books and tablets and papers and to see them come home mid-afternoon with work assigned to them by Teacher Mary and know that I will never get to learn all of the things they learn. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I am. I have not, as you can tell, I have not read this, I think, since I wrote it. Excellent. I am able to see at the end of every day that Catherine, Elizabeth, and I get to spend more time with Mama than they are. Allow me to explain. <laughs> I'm Margaret Rosalie Smuck, born two years after Peter, who is 15 years of age. <laughs> then following me was Catherine, born one year later, and Jonathan two years after. Samuel and Elizabeth came as a package, Elizabeth being three and a half minutes older. They turned four in early January. Originally, I wrote March, and I scratched that out. I guess that was important to the plot. There are definitely Capricorns. Dada is fighting in the Faithful Revolution. He won't be returning for another month or so. The education in our household is a whole other story. I must attend ball classes one time every week to become a lady. Samuel really isn't supposed to attend schooling until he is the age of five, but Dada insisted that Samuel is an advanced learner. I don't believe so, but if someone were to fib, it wouldn't be Dada. Dada is the most honest, trustworthy person I know. Oh, sure. <laughs> and at the bottom, um, I wrote as an edit, turn to short story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> When I go to ball classes, I know I'm the only girl in the class whose father has gone off to war. We have weekly practice balls where eligible boys, or as instructor Jane calls them, gentlemen, come to dance with whomever they are paired up with. Whoa, look at me using whom? <laughs> in the seventh grade? At the end, our fathers come to dance with us. My best friends Sarah and Callie know it is painful for me when it is time to dance with our fathers. There is one boy at ball classes named Christopher. His mother died four hours after his youngest sister was born. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Sorry, four sorry. hours. Sorry, I'm laughing. It's the only way through. It's the only way through. Okay. He is the only person I know whose father has also gone off to war. He has three younger sisters, Jennifer, Grace, and Michelle, and an older sister, Hannah. His father was supposed to return a month ago, but he has been classified as missing. It's a terrible thing to have a father missing in the war, have a mother who's been dead for five years, and have to be a man of the house at only age 15. There is something about Christopher that I like. It might be the way his golden brown hair glows beneath the candle light chandelier. 
Or maybe it's the way he talks to me in our village with humor and kindness and shyness hidden deep within his voice. (laughs) Or it could be the way his eyes look, a deep blue sky that is never filled with rain. I might not know why I like him for a long time. And then there's a, a page break. One day, Peter was talking to Mama in the family room. I was outside of the family room when I overheard them talking. Peter said, Mama, I know about Dada. I know that you must send away one of us for a year and a half. How? (laughs) When? Mama paused for a while. How long have you known? Who told you? When did you? Peter interrupted. Don't worry about those questions, Mama. I'm not here to defend myself, but only to tell you that I am the man of the house ever since Dada left for war. Elizabeth and Samuel are too young to be that far away from their mother for that long. And Jonathan is only nine years. And then inserted later on, Catherine needs to help you with the chores. That leaves. I didn't want to hear any more. If there was one thing I knew, it was that I was the one to be sent away for a year and a half. I didn't know where. I didn't know when. I didn't know why. I did know that wherever, whenever, whatever the reason is, it must be extremely important. That night, this is the last page, y'all. It's it's not that much longer. Everyone, hang on. That night in bed, I couldn't sleep. Horrible thoughts kept going through my head. Thoughts about what Peter said earlier that evening. I know about Dada. What happened to Dada? Is he wounded? Is he ill? Is he missing? Then the most horrible thought of all came to me. Is he dead? I prayed to the Lord to make sure that Dada is not dead. I desperately wanted to wake up to find myself staring in the deep blue eyes of Dada, Mm. the tall, handsome man with curly brown hair and deep sky blue eyes would be staring right back at me. I last saw those deep sky blue eyes one year ago. Now that picture just seemed like a dream, a far away dream. Wonderful. What happened? I just blacked out. <laughs> right away, I I feel like this is familiar to me. I feel I feel a kinship with you <laughs> for writing. It's like, what if an upper middle class white girl being like, what if I was the victim? <laughs> I don't. But what think, if it was dystopia? I don't think they're upper middle class. I think. They're like no, I'm talking about class. you. Oh, oh me, me, oh, me, me, being like, what if women were subj- were oppressed really hard again? I yeah, so. it's giving my America slash dear America those books. Do you remember? I don't understand oh, those. Come oh, on, yeah, no, clearly she, we might read be these before books. Her time. Really? No. That that's what. The I feel like that's what the writing was like in these books. It um yes, it was reading it just now. Yes, the I one in the prairie. Heavy, I read that so many times. I did get some heavy like um uh how little house on the prairie Laura totally. Laura Ingalls vibes mm-hmm. of oh, like yeah. f- of like old timey traditions and and there's a billion kids in every family and yeah yeah totally um yeah well. Uh, there are so many characters listed in these three pages, so many. And, and they're all children. They're all children. I had to give the family tree birth certificate, time of birth, <laughs> for all, every every character. 
Very biblical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell us more, like, what is your history yes. with writing? Like, when, like, what did your writing look like when you were younger? Do you well, still this consider is what it looks far? like. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> what, 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 paint us a picture. And where has it brought you? Always. I feel like a lot, I'm sure a lot of people who come on this and we can all relate that like childhood always was reading books. Books were a big part of my childhood. Honestly, like I can't remember ever being like, I'm going to be an author or or whatever. Like Mm -hmm. I just like, I don't know, started this might have, this was probably like the first official story that I sat down being like, I have this story I want to write, but like I definitely was always like an imaginative kid, had lots of like imaginary friends that I like made up like backstories for and came up with like now like realizing like, oh, I came up with like plot lines for these like imaginary friends and like all mm-hmm. this other stuff. It's de- It was definitely like I feel like that age. It's like getting ready is half the fun. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, don't make me do plot. I'm just going to do right. setup. It's fun. It's also, surely this one, Mary Clay, did you have an American Girl doll? Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. (laughs) Good, good call out, Leah. Yes. That was most definitely a big influence here. First question, who was your, who was your, like, first or only American Girl doll? So. What was your, what was your ranking? I will. Okay. (laughs) So I will preface this with, I had a very privileged childhood in which my parents were able to give us. No, 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 I'm just saying that, like, I. Wait, can I guess too? Between my sister and I, we had multiple because I'm with you. I'm by, by myself. I had four. Like, they were no. able. Yeah, they were able to like shame. Shame. I had one financially. Okay. My official vote for your primary. Your mm-hmm. starter. Yeah. Guess. For yeah. Guess who you think was my first. You're one. such a Molly. You're right about that. She is such a Molly. <laughs> but mm, I also think that maybe her parents got her Kit Kittredge. So I believe my sister. I have an older sister. I believe she got Samantha and Molly first. So, like, by association, I had Samantha and Molly. Interesting. I believe the first one I got, and now I don't know if I asked for it or if it was just given to me, but I got Felicity. Felicity. Um, Which I think makes a lot more sense for Virginia girlies because, like, I had been to Colonial Williamsburg multiple (laughs) times. So, you know, that would make a lot of sense. Um, But definitely... Kit Kittridge is my homegirl. And more you specifically, guys have the same haircut. you do. Yes. More specifically, her um, Irish immigrant orphan neighbor, <gasps> no. Nellie. Oh my Nellie. God, Nellie. <laughs> yeah. And didn't she get a spinoff or something? Yes. Surely. And I got Nellie. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I'm trying to think who else we, I, I think, oh, oh, my sister had Kirsten because my Lucky sister bitch. has blonde hair, blue eyes, and Kirsten yeah. has blonde hair, blue eyes. So that's a great segue into what American Girl dolls I had. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> my starter was also Kirsten because I was blonde, blonde hair, blue, blue eyes. eyes. Yep, yep. Yes, and then my my second bitch was Molly, and then I got Josefina, and then I got Felicity. My one and nice. only doll was Josefina, and I loved Josefina. her so much, and that's actually what um, first introduced me and made me obsessed with uh, the Spanish language, and that's why I, I guess, ultimately majored in uh, modern foreign languages. Wow, that's really cool. So. Kit Kittredge is why I have um, severe uh, anxiety around my finances. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, because the depression doll, like, if we really she think grew, about yeah, it now, yeah. like, that's not the cool doll to have. Like, my Felicity doll is why <laughs> I raise and breed horses. Oh my god! You're right. I don't know if she does that. I don't remember. <laughs> but I know. She, I know she rides. She one. <laughs> Felicity is one of the OG horse girls where she puts on a pair of trousers and goes mm-hmm. to tame a wild horse in the middle of the night. she's not like like other girls Um, I talk about this all the time with I think Christina because she has some of the Kirsten books on the bookshelf in her uh, house it's all of them don't say some it's all of them she doesn't have the holiday outfit oh I do have the holiday outfit it's at my mom's house oh my god with the candles yes but um I just remember vividly vividly that in Kirsten's first book, in like chapter one, uh-huh. her best friend dies of cholera on the yeah. boat over to America. Yeah, it's re- and then she, the second she lands in New York, she gets lost yeah. with no English. Yeah. It's really traumatizing. Yeah. yeah. And then and then meanwhile, Molly McIntyre is like, eh, this or this English child whose home has been bombed has to come and stay with us. Me. me She's me. like, I have to grow a garden and I just want to ride my, my mean, bike. Our mean neighbors making me eat turnips. Wow. <laughs> speaking of. Okay. Wars are. Speaking of turnips. Are. Isn't it time to turn another this page? around. Yes. Uh. Turn our nips back yes, to <laughs> turn our nips. Turn the turn nips. Our nips. Uh, do you write nowadays? Um, I don't have time for it nowadays, and that makes me sad. Um, I did do. I guess to like go back to the earlier question that we totally went off on a tangent. Yeah, on. we got really distracted. That's okay. I lo- I will listen. I will always talk about American Girl dolls. Same. <laughs> um, I mean, we had to establish what those early influences were on me, and mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. Little House on the Prairie and um and and American Girl dolls, and also uh, a series of unfortunate events. Totally. Um, which I guess you could also see the influences of that in the first chapter because I killed off like three of the parents or something. <laughs> I did a national novel writing month. I started for the first time in 2011. So I was a junior in high school. And then I did it pretty much every year for like five or six years after that. I only actually finished, like I I wrote, met, 50k words every time but I never actually finished um most of them it was just two of them I wish to god that Mm -hmm. I could somehow produce from like the internet heaven the first NaNoWriMo novel that I did which was when I was in high school and this was one of the ones that I finished but I wrote it on my high school computer which was notorious for crashing all the time and it is just lost. It is just lost to the world. And I'm like, damn, that's like 50, 55,000 words that I wrote that is just deleted <laughs> from the internet. Whoa. Um, oh, and then this, <laughs> I can say this, I think, with confidence because I have tried to go back and find it and I cannot find it anywhere on the internet. But in middle school and high school, I wrote a very lengthy, honestly, a self-insert, like, alternative universe where, like, I was, like, the cool, quirky girl at a boarding school. Mm -hmm. Um, A series on a website called My Mibba 
or Miba, M-I-B-B-A. Mm-hmm. Um, and like it had followers, y'all. It had fans. <laughs> Hell yeah. It, it it was popular. Um, but that's also something that for whatever reason is lost to the internet. So Aww. definitely a lot of writing in middle school and high school and college. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, as an adult, like I joke all the time about all these ideas I have for books in know, our Discord good. server. They're so good, but then I sit down to actually like come up with a plot <laughs> and and start it out, and it just does not come to me anymore. Um, but you like write so, yeah. for a living, don't you? Oh yeah, good point. <laughs> <laughs> I am a copywriter by trade. <laughs> that is oh, so true. Yeah. That's right. It's, it is like different. It's big different. It's yeah. extremely different, especially <clears throat> because the work I do. It's. I mean, I won't get into the specifics because we'll be here forever because for sure. it's kind of complicated. But like, essentially, it's just like marketing, marketing for higher education. And so it's very templated. It's very formal. Like it at this point in my career leaves not that much room for creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, I do. You know what? You know what? Look at me. I I've know. made it as a writer. <laughs> That's nuts, yo. That's not nothing, <laughs> dude. You know? Wow. Yeah. This book started you on that path. Whoa. Whoa. I should add this to my portfolio. <laughs> so what like why did you was this like a class assignment or were you nope. writing this you you wanted to write this and okay. so w- let like, me set the scene yeah set the scene so it's has to be sixth grade maybe yeah sixth or seventh grade our uh my bus rides home for whatever reason the route that they took us even though i lived like 10 minutes away from the school the bus route like looped around our neighborhood a billion times before finally dropping us off as like one of the last stops. So we were on the bus for like 45 minutes to an hour at the end of every day. And remember kids, this was back before iPhones. Yeah. Like I didn't even have, like I didn't have an iPod at this point. And I also was, as you could maybe guess from this writing, not cool. What? So you're not cool. I didn't have, especially like the kids on my bus and who are in my neighborhood, weren't really my friends. So, so what I would do is I would write this story. I would take out my laptop, and because like you didn't, at least back then, you didn't need the internet to connect to Microsoft Word, and I wrote this on the bus at the end on the bus ride home every day. That's Damn. cool. Just by okay. just no, it's actually very sad because no. if you were to walk down the uh, the bus aisle, you would see all the kids at the back talking, hanging out, having fun, and then you turn your head and you see this chubby little fucker. You don't, you don't need to be friends with the people on your bus. My bully was on my bus, like it's fine. I would do the thing where you like you slouch back in your seat and you put your knees up on the seat in front of you. And so mm-hmm. it kind of creates like a V shape with your body. <laughs> so I was like completely hunched over in the seat, just yeah, typing away it. on my little computer. Yeah. Me and Mary Clay actually are both from the the same town, same neighborhood even. We both went to public school systems, but our public school experience was not usual. It was like one of the highest rated public schools in the US. So when we went to school, by the time that we were in middle school, even me and I'm older than Mary Clay, um, we each student got their got an individual laptop. 
um, to specifically take care- we got in middle school we had iBooks. Yeah, we had iBooks. That we had they had Which Apple money back then. I guess very cool. The yeah, fuck. and then it was it was just like a shitty Dell a sh- computer yeah. or when I went to high school, which yeah. I'm sure is like more standard for students today. But because of that, I think it there was a lot more typing and more privileges mm-hmm. to write. Yes. that way than you would normally have in middle or high school. So just as a little context, this this fucking tiny little baby nerd was <laughs> had access yeah. like 24 hours a day to a laptop. Yes, this is true. And that and like that's literally like the story that I wrote on this like random website that had like followers and stuff. I would kind of come home from school and I would just go up in my room and I literally just wrote all the time. And my family would be like, what are you doing up there? I'd be like, uh, homework. And I mean, in hindsight, actually, they probably thought I was, I don't know, looking at porn. I was doing (laughs) drugs. I was... No, I was writing like a really cringy story about like a quirky high schooler at a boarding school. <laughs> Can I just say, MC? I feel like maybe they knew you weren't doing you weren't doing drugs or watching I know. porn. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I mean, for me, I was the same, but I was just like, I'm playing The Sims, but I was lying about it because it was rated T for teen. So uh, <laughs> Le- yeah, you know what, Leela? That's um, that's a very fair. <laughs> assessment to make <laughs> oh my god all right we gotta get into this we really don't we really don't we can just end it here <laughs> here's where i need to start okay <laughs> mama and dada yeah and dada i wanted people to know it was old timey but those are like made up dada just sounds like it's like a, a baby maybe, talk. i think maybe i meant like dada or something i think that's how you read it but it still sounds like dada <laughs> it's dada <laughs> Mama. It's not like papa. <laughs> I think I would papa. rather call my dad dada than daddy. <laughs> well, okay. Well, yeah, as an adult, of course. No, okay, but like it's, I mean, I, my parents, I mean, my my mom's really Southern. I grew up in a lot of Southern, southern culture and I still have my dad as daddy on my phone. I do too, but that's just because I haven't changed it since I used to have to ask him for money a lot. When I ask him for money, I do say daddy. <laughs> But I'm not like Danny. I'm like, my dad has made it extremely clear that I am not to ask him for money anymore now that I am wed. (laughs) Oh, I got it. I got it. He sold you off for a couple pigs and a cow. And (laughs) I asked him, I begged, I actually kind of begged him to keep me on his Netflix account, even though he he would have to pay extra. And he said, no. Yeah, that's That's pretty great. So politely. My dad really wants to come on the podcast, guys. So you're definitely going to meet him someday because he's a writer. Hi. He's got a book about oh, the stock market. Oh, my God. I'm at the edge of my seat. <laughs> We're not going to cover that. We're not going to cover that. Okay. Mama, which is like also not. I don't think it, it's giving British, but like British it's people vaguely don't, British. don't. They don't say it like that. <laughs> they say mum. Yeah. Yeah. Mom, or like or mama. Or like mummy, but it like mama. It, mama. I think I think you would spell that M A M A. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like French, inspired by the yes. the French. And so uh, like as southerners, we're very familiar with like mama. I think a lot of I don't know about Do you guys call your mom mama cuz sure. my mom is in my phone no. as mama. I call my mom mama, mommy, mom. I call Shannon, my mom mom and my shenanigans. Dad, dad. 
Yeah. That's pretty solid, Mary Clay. Everyone should probably follow those guidelines. <laughs> nice to um, meet Although you. we do a lot of times now, though, refer to them as their grandparent names. Oh, uh, yeah. That's so true. Which are... My what? my mom's is kind of like classic white people grandma name of like, you couldn't just do like grandma or whatever. Hers is Nani. Okay. Which apparently hey, was Nani, a childhood Nani. nickname that she had. So well, at least that cute. has, we can sor- circle back. It has a source, you know? Okay. Yes. Um, and then my dad is Pop, which Normally. I think is a, sta- a standard Usual. old man Very name, classic. you know? Same. Yeah. It's full of like, this, the world is full of like spicy grandma names and then like Pops. I know. Like. Because my mom grandma is, doesn't want to be old. Y'all, yeah, one of the like, kids I babysit, <laughs> her grandpa's name is legitimately Joe. So he's just Grandpa Joe. <laughs> Wait, I had a Grandpa Joe. <laughs> oh, that's so great. I'm I'm jealous of all the Grandpa Joes in the world. Did he take you to a chocolate factory? No. We had to call him Grandpa Joe because my it was he was actually my great grandpa, but he actually wasn't my great grandpa. He was my great grandma's like third or fourth husband um so it was like my step great grandpa <laughs> yeah so n- in my lifetime he was not um able-bodied enough to save me to a chocolate factory and he did not have a miraculous recovery so you took out the land on a on a oh okay. yeah in the land of brutitia is it britain which was me clearly just like smushing up uh, uh, vowels and consonants to make some kind of like mythical Narnia-esque land. And it makes me feel like you definitely didn't know the word brutish at the time, which is a word. Well, yes. I think... She- yeah, that's a good point. Oh, I was thinking like that maybe you did know it because it's like... No. It's girls aren't allowed to go... Girls aren't allowed to go to school because it's like a really brutish place. Oh, that's place. really brutish. Okay. I like that you guys are adding so much meaning to this. <laughs> or maybe giving you a little too much credito. I like that it, her name Catherine is spelled like uh, Catherine McPhee. Catherine. Um. Uh, I believe this is because uh, I had a childhood friend named Catherine and she spelled her name T-H-A-R-N or T- whatever with the yep. A-R. Catherine. And I remember that very distinctly that yeah. it was not E-R. It was A-R. It's funny how like random things like that when you're young will stick with you because mm-hmm. I had a friend when I was very young, like probably just learning how to read, whose name was Courtney with a Q. Courtney. And I got to like be like a quart of milk. Yes, like a quart of milk. <laughs> and I got to be like, I don't think I had many friends named Courtney after that. And I think I was like maybe 20 when I realized that like I'm That's sure not I, a normal way to spell yeah, it. Yeah, I'm sure I was like, most people spell it with a C, but I, I was quite, quite grown when I was like, oh, nobody that was spells weird. it that yeah. way. That was weird, yeah. Yeah, so let's look at all these names. Um, Guys, tell us, do you think she was raised Christian? <laughs> Catherine, no, Catholic. Jonathan, Peter, Samuel, and Lockie. <laughs> Harry Potter um, and the boys. I was definitely, that was definitely more me trying to go with like, old, definitely being like, it's old timey. They have very plain names. Plain names. <laughs> it was so, be so funny for like one of these siblings. It was like, it was like Elizabeth, Catherine, Jonathan, Peter, um, you know, uh, what's, oh my God, now I can't think of one. Um, uh-huh. Ca- uh, uh-huh. Great joke, Leela. L- Lola. Out. 
And okay. <laughs> oh, if there was just like something insane thrown in here, Guadalupe and uh, and and Jonathan. Well, the main uh, allow me to explain. Oh I'm God. Margaret Rosalie Smuck. Question: Was this after you read Twilight? <laughs> Why? What Rosalie. is that a name in Twilight? Rosalie, Rosalie is okay, the first hottest all, one in Twilight. Never read Twilight. Second of all, this. Oh. Um, I wrote You're this not first. Like other girls. I wrote this before Twilight because Rosalie experienced a very significant resurgence, and in fact, my novel that's coming out last, oh, yeah. next year, one of the main characters is named Rosalie. Uh-oh. Oh no! Uh, wait, was that on purpose, or are you just like? <laughs> it's just a nice name. It is a nice name. I have a thing with names that have the word rose in them. Yeah, it was completely unrelated to Twilight, but that name came on my radar because of Twilight in 2006. It came on the radar for a lot of other people. Yeah. Because of a Twilight, yeah. Better than Renesmee if you're going to pick a Twilight name. Yeah, that's true. Much, so. That's very true. <laughs> Allow me to explain. I love... It's very, I just, like... I love this. Record scratch. <clears throat> Allow me to explain. <laughs> How did I get? My and name also, is I didn't really explain a lot. I I just listed off the family. Yeah, because that's your whole identity when yeah. you're like, well, you don't know. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, like I'm the Being eldest. Like, can I just say also now that I know you're American girls all, Data is fading, fighting in the Faithful Revolution. So, okay, what is the Faithful Resol- Revolution? Okay. Yeah. So I I don't remember the specifics, <laughs> but he he I think he's just off at a at a general war, a vague war. There's just a war going on. Were you trying to make it religious, or were you not no. quite aware yeah. of the way that the word faithful is? Like, I, like I also holy probably war. wasn't even aware that like <laughs> religion is something that like. I think, like, at the time, I was definitely just like, oh, yeah, and then they believe in God, and they do prayers, well, like everyone does. Like everyone. <laughs> like, it just, like, never, you know, occurred to me that they wouldn't. I, so, I guess, so I guess they're a Christian society, then. I don't know what the faithful revolution is. <laughs> that's definitely, that's giving some Felicity vibes right there. A revolution girly. <laughs> <laughs> or Kit Kit Ridge. Remember how Kit's, like, obsessed with her hot uncle? She no, talks I about don't him. Yes. Constantly. Uncle Garth, is that right? Yes, a guard or something. Yes. Guard. Oh my god. Oh my yeah. god. Kit's uncle. No, uncles are weird, Kit. Don't do it. Don't do it. And but in the pictures, like, I got a hair does look pretty hot. Right. Unless me and Sean's niece is listening to this, in which case uncles are really cool. <laughs> oh wait, no, it's not. It's not Kit. Someone does have a hot uncle. I think it's actually <laughs> Samantha. Samantha. <laughs> Kit has oh. a mean, old, rich uncle. Okay, I actually remember Samantha's hot uncle. <laughs> okay, so here's yes. the thing is that every now and then... Uh, yes, Samantha's <laughs> uncle guard. That's it. He could get it. Honestly, um, in the end, we're all just America girls. You know what I mean? Yes, I do know. <laughs> um... Every now and then, uh, you got so you guys aren't on TikTok, but listeners who are know that TikTok, there are accounts out there that upload whole ass movies in like one minute increments and not like, like on multiple occasions, I have watched the American Girl Doll movies like in parts on TikTok. Amazing. (laughs) And so like I've seen movie had a budget. I've seen, yo, the kit one is insane because it had Stanley Tucci. 
It oh had, my god, for it real? It had Joan Cusack. That came out after I had aged out of the dolls, that movie. Oh, did. no. I Here's the thing is that I most definitely had also been a little too old by that point. Yeah, I was in the eighth grade. You know, depression kit- just wasn't my doll, out. but I remember when that came out. It was right around Bridge to Terabithia time, right? Yeah, that was Anna Sophia Robb, also Soul Surfer. She w- Anna Sophia Robb. Oh, Jane Krakowski was in. Okay, the she's amazing. Movie. I don't remember that at all, and I love her. <laughs> okay, let's break it down. Uh-huh. So, like, you called this a dystopia. So it's supposed. Okay, to be- we haven't gotten to the dystopia yet. <laughs> oh, um, okay. But spoiler alert: uh-huh. where she gets sent to, uh, what? eventually happens or what we find out is that there comes a time where every household in the village when when the child when a child reaches a certain age every household has to send one of their child's their children off to I I don't know what I called it like the mountain with like a capital M sure and they just have to go I guess and do like labor (laughs) Child labor. Okay. And cool. so actually, you know what? This is Hunger Games before its time. I see. Of like That's what I was really thinking. sending our children to like here, let me I'm pulling out the hard copy here. Oh my god. Like, what did I oh my gosh. Oh, I hate all of this. This is <laughs> Mama, I said as if I were a pig approaching a lion. <laughs> oh sorry that's really good that's evocative it's different it's nice it's okay unusual. let's see the soldiers are forcing me they said if i didn't they come and take every one of you that um, happened to the mom mc you'd be honest with me did you accidentally see that scene from cold mountain i don't know when your is. parents were watching it oh I'm trying to find, like, where I say, like, what's happening. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Okay. Um, There's a law that any family within debt can pay it off by sending away one of their children to work for soldiers. So I guess the war is just a plot device to have the fathers away from families and, and cause the families to be in debt. Yeah, well, we I mean, the the women can't uh, go to school here, so what can they do? You know, they this can- is exactly <laughs> this is exactly what Molly's books are about. About how when the men go off to war, the women have to step up. You have to let them step up. They're all the men are in Europe. <laughs> You're right about that. You have to eat your turnips and do your due diligence. Do your duty as an American citizen and eat <laughs> your turnips. It sounds like this is like an alternative history or like yeah, I guess like yeah. like dep- like bleak historical fiction. But like fantasy historical fiction. A little yeah, thing. fantasy, yeah, yeah fan dark fantasy historical fiction. Bleak, it's bleak as fuck. <laughs> I was in the sixth grade. Okay, so that is the series of unfortunate events influence coming in here. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> is being like, oh, everything has to be depressing. It's very bad. Everything is bad. Um, this is my favorite line. If someone were to fib, it wouldn't be Dada. Dada is the most honest, trustworthy, <laughs> trustworthy person, person I know. I know. Foreboding music. Did you have a really good relationship with your dad growing up? Um, 
complicated. Let's say it's complicated. I would not say these things about my father. I was trying to like read into this and be like, was I basing any of these characters off of like my family? No, not none of these characters are based off of my family. So you wouldn't consider your dad at this age the most honest, the most trustworthy, honest, trustworthy yeah. person. He was just, yeah, he, he was just <laughs> like, Sorry, I'm just laughing thinking about my own dad. My dad was just like a standard. He's still alive. Stand, <laughs> standard like, issue. He was just like a standard dad. Like yeah. he had a job. He came home. I had a I had a pretty like traditional upbringing in childhood where like my dad worked, my mom stayed home, my dad came home, she would cook dinner, dinner would be on the table for him, and we would all sit down and eat dinner, and they would yell at me until I cried because I didn't want to eat the steak or whatever. <laughs> You know, standard childhood stuff. Oh, steak. Wow. No, they actually, I would their say children steak. No, I would say it's st- <laughs> just poor, standard th- uh, youngest child stuff of just like being made to cry all the time. Wow. Wow. We could really um, unpack that, but I would like to turn to short story. <laughs> so I printed this out, like I said. And then I, uh, every summer I would do, I would go to camp for at least one week. And then when I was a little older, I started going on like a week long church mission trip too. So there were times in the summer where like I wasn't with technology, you know. And so I would, I printed this out with, and I actually did, I was like, I'm going to edit this at camp in my bunk. And I'm going to write this story by hand. And I actually do have a couple like handwritten pages in in my notebook here. Cool. That I was like, yeah, I'm going to ed- I'm going to write this by hand and I'm going to edit it and it's going to be the best novel. And then clearly, like, as I was like reading it again and editing it, I was like, this should be just a short story instead of a novel. Just a short story about <laughs> two kids. Go- and then, like, I don't know, not to jump ahead uh, in the chapter, but Peter is clearly the love interest. And oh. so I-, I believe, like, the only plot that I came up with was, like, oh, these two kids get sent off by their families. Um, and they're, like, these circumstances force them to be together and then they fall in love, and that Force was the proximity plot. classic. Mm-hmm. So, were, was your choice to turn it into a short story? Was that motivated by an objective decision about the writing and what this story needed, or was it perhaps um, a realization that writing a novel in full can be quite <laughs> hard? I think it was that I realized I didn't have enough plot for a full-length novel. Sure. But we sure as hell have enough characters, don't we? <laughs> yeah. Every every family has five kids. <laughs> That's also a very Catholic energy. It is. So it's funny because it says, I'm Margaret Rosalie Smuck, born two years after Peter, who is 15 years of age. So I was like, classic Peter, eldest brother. Yeah. But but he's not. He's the hot Hot older man. Oh, wait, hang on. So I think I misspoke earlier saying that Peter was the love interest. Who's okay. the love? Christopher. 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 Oh, that's it. Christopher. Okay. Another super Catholic name. <laughs> man, and we we have two best friends, Sarah and Callie. They have to get mentioned, too. We, mm-hmm. we name. How many teachers do we name? All um, of them. Teacher Mary. Teacher Mary. We got instructor, instructor Jane. Jane. Who you is can't... different from the teacher. 
You can't just call them Mrs. The- whatever. No, we have to call them something different. Jennifer. Again, I wanted it to sound old timey by being like, Teacher Mary. Teacher Mary. Like we're in a, a Dickens novel. I like, just feel like they didn't call, I feel like they didn't I know. call their teachers Mrs. back then. You know what this uh, story brings us back to? This common BBR theme. What? Hot orphans. Hot orphans. <laughs> yeah. Hot God orphans. God damn it. I just, uh, I want to know what... Why did I feel the need to specify his mother died four hours four after hours. his youngest? And also a the tragedy. fact that, like, the fact that Margaret, is that her name? Margaret would know that specific detail, that it was four hours. Because, like, in see, the village gossip, in it had to have been like, oh, well, she died giving birth to his sister. I mean, or, four hours know, after he, she was born. Poor little girl. A tragedy. Man. I'm picturing the bitches from the opening number of um, Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> there is one boy at ball classes. First of all, ball yes. classes, horrible. That's <laughs> okay. horrible. Um, <laughs> this was absolutely influenced by the fact that I did cotillion in ball- middle school. <laughs> Again, Call it what ball it is. Classes. You don't need to call it ball classes. <laughs> well, I don't think it would have been called cotillion. Cotillion's very. I don't know. Real word, real world word. What about but cotillion to me dancing? Seems like it wouldn't fit in with this like fantasy old timey word. Oh, it's, it's a, a type, type of dance yeah. from 1766. Okay, well, this was set in 1765. So <laughs> I think you look pretty stupid now. <laughs> okay, Christopher, his mother died four hours after his younger sister was born. He is the only person I know whose father has also gone off to war. Why only these two? Like, are I don't they, know. I don't know. I think it's maybe army? it's because maybe it's because his family is also in debt. I don't know. Leela, what war is this? I know it's this. the faithful revolution. Obviously, <laughs> canon. I'm sorry, I forgot. Okay, <laughs> okay. Um, he has three younger sisters. Let's get some more names in here. Got to remember them <laughs> all. Jennifer, Jennifer, Grace, Michelle. And an older sister, Hannah. Mm, the way that you said Hannah's name made it seem like maybe Hannah sucks. <laughs> you were Hannah. like, where's, hold on, where's, where's that line? The one that Christina just yes. read? He has three younger sisters, Jennifer, Grace, Michelle, and an older sister, Hannah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and an older sister. His father. <laughs> we don't like Hannah. No, Hannah fucking. Sucks, bro. His father was supposed to return a month ago, but he has been Tis classified ter- as I, missing. I wish, I wish I had written, "'Tis a terrible thing to have a father missing <laughs> in the war." But that's like this use of contractions and weird old timey stuff does make it feel like a, some kind of like a sci-fi or a fantasy novel. For, mm-hmm. for um, sure, I, it's very funny. This is a classic telling, not showing. Oh, yeah. Reader, yes. Readers, in case you didn't know, it's actually really terrible when your dad goes missing. Yeah. <laughs> also, I want to, by this point, we're, you know, we're at the end of page two. We haven't actually done anything. Not a single action. Yes. Not, a, not a single thing has happened. Actually, no, I think the first, maybe the first paragraph is like all the brothers leaving for school. And then I think that's the only thing that happens. Yeah, we're headed oh, out yeah. the door towards the schoolhouse. But, it, but here's. Here, it's not t- technically 
technically, this is like not even really an action. They just were headed in that direction. They could have been just like, they could have been doing anything in that process. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's still context. Here's the paragraph that I actually wanted to read. There is something (laughs) about Christopher that I like. It might be the way his golden brown hair glows beneath the candlelight chandelier. Or maybe, yeah, candlelight. Candlelight. Or maybe it's the way he talks to me in our village with humor and kindness and shyness hidden deep within his voice. The funny thing about shy people is that their they shyness is not hidden. hidden. It's, it's not very hidden. Upfront. They're it's really shy. Have you, it have is you a ever problem. spoken to either one of our husbands? <laughs> the shyness is not Oh my god, they hidden. have golden brown hair that glows uh, beneath the candlelight uh, chandelier. Oh my god. They don't deserve your fetishism. Okay. There's a lot of sky blue happening in this. Oh, so much. Clearly, that was the only <laughs> reference point I had for the color blue. <laughs> or it could be the way his eyes look. A deep blue sky that is never filled with filled rain. With Leela, rain. do you know what this reminds me of? What? Um, In our very first episode ever when you did, I have green eyes. And it was like, like a lawn of grass after rain. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then this part I really like. I may not know why I like him for a long time. It's giving well, Chip and uh, and and Beauty and the Beast again. Chip and <laughs> the and Mrs. Oh, Mrs. Teapot. Oh God, Mrs. I can't right now. Pots. Mrs. Potts. Who when she's when he's like, "What's there, Mama?" When she's like, "There might be something there it wasn't there before," and she's like, "I'll tell you when you're older." But <laughs> it's so oh, funny because man. this is a paragraph. This is um, five-ish lines about why this character <laughs> likes him, and then it's like, says, "I might, I not might not know, know why, why I like him." <laughs> we all know why. It's because of the way he's his golden cute. brown hair glows. Yeah, the candlelight chandelier. I feel like you maybe were told you're not supposed to. It's because you're not supposed to kiss or have sex with boys at this age. Honestly, I probably did not even know what sex was when I wrote this. (laughs) So was it just like one of those lines where it's like, you'll find out when you're older? I guess so, yeah. Um, yeah. (laughs) Okay, so here we are. The action is starting. Oh my god. We have a section break. And then one day Peter was talking to Mama in the family room. (laughs) And then it's like, in order to overhear them, I was actually outside of the family room. Mama, Peter says, Mama, I know about Dada. I know. I, there's no way to Dada. Dada. There's no way to not <laughs> I sound know. like you're acquiring language. <laughs> I know about Dada. I know that you must send away one of us for a year and a half. So specific. So, Why a year and a half? Why not one? So it, Why not it, two? It's because Dada acquired debt while in the war. <laughs> The fa- I think the family the family aqua- has is in debt. The family is in debt. So why does he say I know about Dada? Uh, I think I don't what know ha- I about think Dada. is that Dada has either died <laughs> or gone missing, and he is not coming home. Because if you scroll back up, you'll see that, classic, that Dada Dada is supposed oh. to come home from the war soon. And well, another and then, month or so. But and then Christopher's father got classified as missing. missing. So that's a bit of a, that's a bit of a, what do you call it? Uh, foreshadowing. I write foreshadowing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so I believe the conflict is that Dada 
has either gone missing or he's dead. Long story short, he's not going to come back from the faithful revolution in a month. <laughs> and so I think th- knowing that they're going to be sent in that like D- Dada is not coming home to work and provide money for them. Mm-hmm. And that because of that, someone has to be sent away for a year and a half, a yes. year and a half. I would love to deliver the next line. <clears throat> Wait, can can wait, um, Tina? Can you be? Can you do the Peter said again one more time? Mama, I know about Dada. I know, I know that you must send away one of us for a year and a half. How? When? Mama paused for a while. How long have you known? Who told you? When did you? Don't worry about those questions, Mama. I am not here to defend myself, but only to tell you that I am the man of the house ever since Dada left for the war. <laughs> you know, like how people talk to each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, so funny. Okay, so he... <laughs> we have to... I, I need to end this so soon. <laughs> We're, so- We're close. We're close. So he's like, I'm man of the house, so that means I get to decide that I'm not fucking going. Uh, so I guess I'm it's going to have to be that bitch sister of mine. Yeah, yeah. Clearly, I like how... So I wrote in the line, Catherine needs to help you with the chores, because I clearly left out one of the 500 children. And Margaret, as we all know, is really actually bad at chores. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she Ca- can't stay. Yeah, I don't understand why I was like, Jonathan's only nine years, nine years old. Why is that? Why can we not send the nine year old to do hard labor? Send him. Send him. (laughs) See if I care. So I didn't want to hear anymore. And then it's like I couldn't sleep. Okay, so pretty classic. I I personally like the I didn't know where. I didn't know when. I didn't know why. I did know that wherever, whenever, whatever the reason is, it must be extremely important. (laughs) But I was clearly going for like dramatic effect. <laughs> Insert Shakira's whenever, wherever. I prayed to the Lord to make sure that Dada is not dead. We're, what kind of books were you reading when you wrote this? Little House on the Prairie. Series, of, series unfortunate of Unfortunate Events. Classic. Um, What books was I reading? Good question. Man, I wish I had like a Goodreads. I know. I started my when I was, I was probably like 18. Grade. Yeah. Yeah. Because like I know I definitely I know for a fact that like I was checking them books out of the yeah. library. I know I was reading a lot. For me at the time, like just because I had so much free time, I would I just would check out kind of like indiscriminately like any sci-fi or fantasy novel, mostly fantasy. And then also like Meg Cabot. Did you re- read Meg Cabot? Yeah, I've, uh, I think I read. Is that the Princess Diaries? Yeah, but she's prolific. She's got to have like 30 or 40 books. I think I, I honestly, I think I only read the Princess Diaries. It's funny because I read so many and never the Princess Diaries. But she has um, she has another. She I think she has two different books about being the president's daughter. That's hilarious. Like two different president's daughters, if I remember correctly, like not not one and then the other. Um, definitely, and I think this is a theme in this, which makes sense, but definitely a lot of the books I was checking out and reading as a kid were the books where it's like, the kid goes on an adventure and saves the day. Like, oh, it's a kid who is, like, special in some way. The chosen one. And, like, it's not about, like, 
adults being in charge, you know? It's like, oh, we're kids and we have to, like, take care of it. Did you ever read Inkheart by Cornelia Fugue? I want to say I did. It's a really great book worth a revisit. And I think the movie has Brennan Fraser in it. But that's like a really refreshing one where the parents, <coughs> where the adults are super involved the entire time. And, oh, and that's they, nice. That you is still nice. find a way for the nine year old to shine somehow. So <laughs> you don't always have to. You don't always have to make your main character an orphan. Hot, hot orphans. Yeah. You don't have hot, to orphan hot, hot. your darlings. Yeah. Um. All right, Mary Clay. It is that time of the show where we like to play a little game. It is called Horny, Sad, or Just Plain Bad. Do you think that this piece is horny, sad, or just plain bad, Mary Clay? I think, I think it's like a mixture of all three because <laughs> you have that tiny little, as horny as it can get for like a sixth grader who didn't know what sex was writing about this. But like, I threw in that, I got that love interest in there, Christopher with his glowing uh, hair. It's very sad. Because I I killed off a a lot of people. There's a war. The orphans galore. Someone's being... There's the premise is that families have to send their children away to work at a labor camp to work off debt. (laughs) Um, And then, yeah, just also like just plain bad because it there's just there's there's nothing redeeming about it. I got to say that my answer was the same. Equal parts, mm-hmm. I think, horny, yeah, sad, and yeah. just plain bad. Mm. I think it's, I think it's, the horny is, as you mentioned, up to level 100, but in the context of a 11 year old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Then yeah. E- equal parts, sad, and just plain bad. Leela, mm-hmm. what do you think? Yeah. I would say mostly just plain bad. The sadness is, I know it's there, but it's, uh, it doesn't make me feel sad for you um, in a way that some other, of our other pieces are that I've rated them sad. Mm. And I do feel the horny. (laughs) I I do think the circumstances in which I wrote it feel sad that I was like alone on a bus every day for almost an hour. And instead of, and and like, I I didn't have any friends. So I wrote this. So I think the situation in which I wrote it is a little sad too. Okay. The situation that is sad. I would say, but I would say mostly it's just plain bad and uh, just like a little tinge of horny. I can see it happening, though. It's there. (laughs) It is in there. I can see it happening and they don't have a clue. Who? (laughs) It's me. I don't have a clue as I was writing this. (laughs) Mary Clay, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I believe I wrote eight chapters. There's going to be at least eight more episodes of this. Hell yeah. (laughs) I'm ready. I really need to know what happens to Margaret and Christopher. I know. I think, uh, I think they just stay behind. Oh, and Catherine. And what about, um, (laughs) and Peter, Jonathan, and and Dada. (laughs) Dada. So remind the listeners where they can find you on the internet. Yeah. Uh, you can follow me on, TikTok at MC WhatsApp. Uh, you can follow my uh, old podcast. That's what I'm talking about is available uh, wherever you get podcasts um, on social media at talking about pod. Uh, and then my new podcast, which is out now. Woo! Woo! Hell yeah. yeah. So excited. Uh, again, that's called Skywalk Before You Run. And you can follow that on Instagram at Skywalk Before You Run. Hell yeah. Well, that's it for Burn Before Reading. Until next week, remember... 
Your cringe is part of you. But only a small part of you. I think it's a big part of me. This podcast was created by me, Christina Kahn. Hosted and produced by Christina Kahn and me, Leela Hilton. Follow me online at Christina Kahn and buy my book, Indie Book Publishing from Start to Finish, coming from Wildling Press in January 2024. After you bought Tina's book, follow me online at Leels for Real. Our theme music was produced by Sakura Wishes. And our logo was designed by Michael Hardison. Follow Michael on Instagram at RoyGDiv or check out his work at wildlingpress.com. Thanks for listening, friends. See you next time. Dave X Media.